Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And it takes two to make a thing go right. This is Flyover Ministry. Uh, welcome to <laughs> Jordan's face on that. <laughs> Just kind of trying to think through that and so many questions, so little time. <laughs> uh, it takes two to make it out of sight, by the way. Uh, we are talking about today, uh, continuing on kind of the one-hit wonders as we go through the month of December. As we continue to talk about different topics in small town ministry, we hope that you are still finding time to be able to rest and celebrate the approach of Christmas, uh, realizing that some people play catch up on the podcast. And if this is you listening to us uh, in catch up in hindsight, uh, we hope you did have a Merry Christmas um, <laughs> and a Happy New Year or wherever you're at. It's kind of the weird thing about podcasting, Jordan, where you have immediate access yeah, it's also another weird thing is thinking of our audience listening in ketchup. I mean, that's kind of a narrow-minded condiment comment there. You could have someone who's listening in mustard or someone who might be listening without covering themselves in a, a sauce at all. Hmm. What a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> are you a relish guy? Let me ask you that. Are you do you are you one to put relish on your hot dogs? Or Limited. If it's okay, so I'll say this. If I'm going to go to the lengths of having like a regular hot dog, mm. um, and there's stuff to smother it available, I will smother that thing. All right. Because it's it's a hot dog. What um, is relish? I mean, it's not just onion. It, is it just shredded pickles? It, it's kind of, yeah, like a sweetened pickle puree kind of a thing. Mm. So. Yeah, that's kind of the only context. So if I'm having something like a brat, I'm not going to I'm not going to put relish on there. Right. So I am a just mustard person. Oh. I I used to do ketchup and mustard, but we are way off the track because today we're going to be talking about preaching and teaching uh and the differences between the two and the value of utilizing both in your ministry. Are you now, saying about... that you can't make that link between preaching and teaching and condiments? Come on. Help me out here. Uh, that's Where's on your, your shoulders. No, I don't have anything. I was just you okay. know, throwing it at you. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if there is something, I'm going to be kicking myself and editing when I finally <laughs> realize it. It's like, I don't know if this is like a dad joke in the in the waiting, if Jordan made some kind of profound connection or not. But <laughs> Definitely not profound. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, um, we could say like preaching and teaching, ketchup or mustard, Sometimes you have a preference for one over the other. Does that necessarily mm. make it better? Does that make it right? Right. Mm. Those there poor we... people that put sauerkraut on their hot dogs. Like, what about that? Well, <laughs> brats is acceptable. I'm a sauerkraut brat guy. Mm. Not necessarily I... in a hot dog, though. Yeah. Like, again, straight mustard. Jordan, what is the difference between preaching and teaching? Here, when we consider in the realm of ministry, what would you define or how would you clarify the differences between preaching and teaching? Yeah, so 
as we're thinking about preaching and teaching, this is basically going to be a presentation style question. Um, there's connotations to both. There's similarities to both. And honestly, both can be kind of confused with one or the other. You know, somebody might think, hey, I'm doing a great job teaching this lesson, but they ended up preaching. Or some might be thinking that they're doing a lot of teaching, but it's really coming across as preaching. So if I'm trying to like think about preaching and teaching, I'd kind of break it down this way. Preaching would likely be more um, direct and dependent on the speaker. So like if you think about a pastor giving a sermon, it's definitely directed toward the congregation and the pastor is doing most of the talking. There's not going to be too much back and forth. I recognize some of that can depend on your denomination and if you're way giving hankies or not. But um, for the most part, the preaching is from the pulpit to the people or wherever you have in front. Teaching, on the other hand, um, can be that in certain degrees, but is more so going to have opportunity for a lot more interaction and collaboration. So, um, for example, with teaching, you might have small group discussion time. Hey, talk with a neighbor about this. Uh, you're going to bring up different angles, open to questions. Whereas a sermon, it's not too often where someone's going to ask a question and potentially derail the whole thing. Um, mm. But in teaching, that is more of an opportunity, you know, like, and that's something to be led by the Spirit by, you know, if you've got your lesson prepared um, and you've prayed over it and stuff, that's not bad. But at the same time, we do want to have that willingness to go off the beaten path if a student is or a couple students are really digging into something that's really impactful for their life in that moment like for sure take the opportunity to dive into god's word together about that so i don't know if you'd Mm. agree with that kind of breakdown and difference between preaching and teaching but that's kind of what comes to my mind that is a good breakdown i do remember because there are times where i do both preaching and teaching my role uh, i do preach on a regular basis every sunday uh, at least once every other because of the way our churches are laid out i wind up preaching sometimes twice on a particular sunday Um, so there's some difference differences in uh, how i prepare for that versus like a normal bible study or small group time Um, there are times though i think when the lines get a little blurred like in preaching and this is just my style uh but i do ask a a little bit of questions um just a few uh some icebreaker ones usually rhetorical uh usually pretty simple ones but sometimes i'll throw uh just something that's a little more profound like uh what is the purpose of the law like why did god give us the law um there's been times where i've even asked uh, especially the adults like what is the first commandment you know, and sometimes they'll just pause because all of a sudden they're they're um, they're having they're switching from listening mode to interaction mode, right. uh, and the fact that it's a small Lutheran church and we don't do this here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do like uh, getting people a little more engaged, uh, even when I do preach, to try and help them at least visualize the text. Um, I think there is a time and place though for both. And I think we can say that because we see this distinction in Jesus' ministry, mm-hmm. where we have Jesus very distinctly taking time to preach and speak to the crowds as a whole. You see this with uh, how he teaches in parables. Uh, he is very direct with that. The parables are engaging in the sense that he's using, like, it's an object lesson to teach about a greater component of faith, mainly about 
uh, the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a person going out to sow seed, or it's like a guy who finds a treasure in a field. Right? Jesus uses those, and in a way he's preaching in that way because the people are listening and they're engaging, and there's not really an opportunity for them to interact or engage with what he's saying. Uh, you also see this in the Sermon on the Mount uh, with him uh, for Matthews 5, 6, and 7, just going on uh, talking about what faith looks like as being his follower. This is what it looks like to follow. Here's what the law says, but I say to you, here's how to pray. Here are our Christian dis uh, here are disciplines for living a life that is honoring and pleasing to God. Jesus preaches in his ministry. And then at the same time, afterwards, after he's shared the parables, he goes and explains the parables to his disciples. You see this in Mark 4.34. Uh, he also, when he's asked questions, returns those questions back to the people who ask. And, um, you know, as one who teaches, asking questions is probably one of the better ways to get students to interact with the, the text. Um, I don't know, Jordan, how often do you utilize questions when you teach? Who doesn't use questions when they teach? That's, that's that. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Softball question and answer. <laughs> so, no, I questions are really significant, and it's good for me because I tend to go on and on. Believe it or not, it is easy for me to talk quite a mm. while. So, especially <laughs> if I'm going through, you know, something from God's word. Um, so questions, like I, I plan in group small group question times throughout the lesson, maybe even a couple of different times. Uh, a, it breaks up kind of that monotony of just me. But I think the other reason for it is because when a student is able to like actually handle a question and engage with that and have to ponder something, if they are able to get to an answer that way, it's going to stick a lot better than if I just tell them an answer, right? So if I say, hey, you know, we see... Here in Ephesians that um, you've been saved by grace through faith, not as a result of works so that no man may boast. Uh, that's not of yourself, right? And then we look at James where he says faith without works is dead. Um, I can tell them this is how they go together. Uh, but honestly, looking back at my own life, I'm sure I've been told that multiple times. But what I remember is the time when I was like encountering those for myself and just like, how does this work? And then when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. And it stuck. You know, it was a significant moment. Um, so providing opportunities for students to do that processing themselves, but also to engage with themselves too. Because um, they might share different perspectives with another student that's just going to meet a lot more meaningful than just coming from me. Mm -hmm. I think too, uh, a terrific way to encourage uh your students when they teach is to have them feel free to ask questions in return, to have them ask a question that's almost contrary to what uh, you are tr teaching, not to encourage some form of debate uh, or just to go, you know, teacher versus student here. Like <laughs> all of a sudden it's a, a, a boxing ring, but you do want to engage your students to be able to grapple with the text. And you can do that because the Bible can handle it. God can handle it. Yeah. Come to God with questions and, and be prepared to receive answers or to leave with even more questions or even to leave with your question being unanswered. But this is all kind of what comes in with when you are trying to prepare for teaching. And that's kind of the difficult thing is to 
do you have to know the group really well? Um, you have to have some semblance of here's the end goal, here's what I want to try and accomplish, this is the main point I want students to take away tonight or whenever you meet. I want students to understand this about what I'm trying to teach. So um, as one who teaches and who preaches, that is things that you need to keep in your mind as you prepare. And I think another thing about questions too is it really reveals where students defaultly go to as their default of trying to find the answers. Mm. Um, and most of the time it's going to be their heads instead of saying, okay, so we just read this passage. The answer is literally written there in that verse. Um, and they're coming up with things that have nothing to do with it. Uh, you can see, okay. Um, but I mean, that reveals something that reveals like, okay, so where are we trying to get this information from? We're searching our minds, but I want us to look at these verses. What does God's word say? And so we can encourage them to go back to the word. And over time, they get into that pattern of like, oh yeah, the answers are here in the text. The answers are in God's word, which is really important. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears just a teeny bit and talk about again, what makes this a little bit confusing. Um, hopefully we're kind of clear on like some of the distinctions between teaching and preaching. But if you're thinking about it too, you could have a preacher who's more of a teacher and a teacher who's more of a preacher. Does that make sense? So like what I mean by that is let's say that you've got a preacher who's up there on Sunday morning and they have the Bible verse or the passage and they'll read through the passage. And now it's all about like, this is what God is calling us to do. And we need to, you know, and um, maybe motivational, maybe that, that almost sounds like very law based. Um, and I suppose there's cases where that happens. Uh, but it's much more like, this is what God is asking of us to do. This is how we go forward, right? So really emphasizing application. Um, but then you could have someone who's preaching, and it's all about, I, I think this is kind of more where I lean. So when we're going through Nehemiah, um, I'm talking about the history and saying, this is what's happening. These are who the people are. This is what's going on, and this is what's led to this point. And so that sermon was preaching, but it was very teaching preaching. So as we're talking about preaching or talking about teaching, someone might think, well, I don't have to preach because I never get that opportunity, so I don't need to worry about that. I just raise that so that we can still be thinking through how do we approach how we're giving our lessons to students, because I think this applies um, in that setting too, to ask yourself, am I preaching or am I teaching in that sense? Um, And then to add to what you were saying about Jesus and his model of ministry too, I think another distinction is we see Jesus taking opportunities to teach just throughout life, right? So they're walking Mm -hmm. by, sees a fig tree, curses a fig tree, keeps going. They come back the next day. He's like, look over here, right? You know, um, and there it is. Um, But with the Sermon on the Mount, it was more of an intentional gathering. And and sometimes those were, you know, a little bit more off the cuff. Like when Jesus fed the 5,000 men, that was not intention like, we're going to meet here at this time, at this place, because no one was prepared. So it was kind of like a, hey, this just happened thing. Um, But still, we see kind of those differences as well. I think there is some distinction here as well when we consider preaching and teaching when it comes to spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see this in Romans 12 as Paul highlights those who have the gift of prophecy to do that in accordance with their faith. Uh, Prophecy not necessarily predicting the future, but telling forth the word of God. And that is what prophecy actually means. Now, we've got people like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, that were predicting the future through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But when you talk about prophecy now, what we're talking about is 
here is God's word fully revealed to us. Do not deviate from this. And as you talk about what the text says, as you look to the main point, as you look to see the redemptive arc uh, and see Jesus in the text of what you're, whatever you're looking at, right? There's people who have that gift of being just terrific preachers. Um, one line that was given to us in seminary was, uh, you can preach for 40 minutes, just don't make it feel like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will say that that has only ever happened to me once. Like there was a point where I just looked up at the clock and it was, I had been talking for 45 minutes and I didn't even realize it. Fortunately, praise the Lord, at the end of the, you know, shaking hands and greeting people at the back of the church after the service was done, we had multiple people, multiple people come and say, you could have gone for another half an hour and we would have been fine. You know, I think there's uh, some value in, in having that gift of being able to prophesy like that. And then there's people who are really able to unpack kind of the nitty gritty of the text mm -hmm. where you uh, see, here's the details, right? Nehemiah, really important to look at the history to see here's what's happening. Here's why they are in the place that they are. Here's the intersection, especially with Ezra in this book. And here's why this matters. And you're able to go a little bit more into the details instead of looking just at the redemptive arc to see Jesus uh, the line of G to Jesus in the book of Nehemiah, you are talking about a lot more of that detail. Um, so if you're able to unpack uh, difficult questions, if you're able to answer and better illustrate, you know, that's a spiritual gifting as well. And we want to make sure that uh, as you, as one who does both, right, because Jesus still tells us that we are to preach the gospel uh, at all times, that you are sent forth with a commission to go and proclaim the gospel, making disciples of all nations, uh, teaching, teaching them to obey them, right? Teaching, everybody teaches. Um, that might be in a group setting, that might be more one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, some people are really gifted at that, uh, but want to try and do the best we can to distinguish here the, the difference between preaching and teaching and also those who have that gifting as God's spirit has equipped and enabled us to have. So that brings us to a good point because we're talking about mm. preaching we're talking about teaching and our listeners might be wondering okay what does this have to do with me as a small town small church youth mm. leader and so the question that i am going to put before us is which one is best yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one is best i know that i think the perception is that preaching is often held in higher esteem uh, because it's really? it's the stronger emphasis for the worship service. This is telling forth God's word. This is we came here to hear God's word proclaimed, sure. and this is what we're here about. Uh, I would argue that yes, preaching is important and valuable, but so is teaching. So long as it is God's word that's being explained and proclaimed in all of its uh, purity and strength and goodness, that any time God's word is proclaimed, that the words of Isaiah ring true that it's going to accomplish the very purpose for which God sent it out. Uh, so whatever your capacity is, you're handling the word of God, which is uh, a frightening and also humbling and honoring uh, thing to consider as you go forward. So um, kind of a trick question here, which one is best? Uh, but there so. is, there is a time and place for one or the other. So Jordan, how do we discern which one do, which one is best suited for what we're being asked to do as leaders? Yeah, well, I would say um, 
like you said, that both are important. And you also highlighted that uh, some are gifted in certain ways or others. And I would say just as a basis, start with what you're gifted in, right? So Mm -hmm. I do consider myself personally more maybe of a teacher aspect than a Mm. preacher. Um, Just because like, I feel like those, uh, those links and those connections are so significant. Like I love, uh, for example, going through Bible school class, we spent, uh, I don't remember how many weeks on the first chapter of Luke, um, just going through (laughs) genealogy and just like, it was so rich and seeing all these connections. And that was very much more teaching oriented. And that's kind of what, how I strive to present material in that sense. Um, and so I will gravitate more towards the teaching and, and that's not necessarily, um, the methodology as much, you know, using visual aids and, and talking to different learning styles and stuff like that, which I think sometimes also goes a little bit more with, with the teaching. Um, I can be a long winded teacher. So like, it seems like I'm preaching, but I'm trying to teach while that's a good starting point. I think the next level is also just being aware of your students and being aware of what's going on and being sensitive. And this, this is kind of about you as a leader being prepared, right? Um, first of all, you kind of have a little idea of what's going on in your students' lives. Hopefully you're having conversations with them. You're kind of knowing what's going on, some of the big things in the community, paying attention to things going on in the world that they're talking about and stuff too. Um, and, and just going in, having prepared your heart, saying, Lord, mm-hmm. What do you have today? And I don't know what this is going to be like. I have a plan, but God, let me be open to what you have too. Um, because there might be a time where I get into youth group and something's happened and I need to shift gears. And now all of a sudden my teaching becomes a lot more preaching. It becomes a lot more like, guys, this is this is where you you have the rubber, like you have the knowledge. It's there. You have the wheels, but you're spinning in the air. You're not making contact with the road. It's not showing up in your life. And we need to look at this. Um, those are rarer times. And sometimes that's going to be a lot more one-on-one um, or more intimate if it's going to be personal. Uh, so that's that's going to be what I would say is, is start with your strength, but go unprepared, being ready to shift gears if, if, the, um, if the need arises for that different context. Right. I think, too, there's uh, a difference in when you're being asked to speak. Like if it's for the worship service or for special meetings during the middle of the week, mm-hmm. um, those are probably going to be a little bit more like a seminar feel where you are telling people and uh, not much of an opportunity for them to ask questions in return. There was one Sunday, Jordan, and I realize this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but somebody had actually asked like in the middle of preaching, like they raised their hand and wow. just said, like, like, yeah, what's up? And he said, could you explain that a little bit more? Like, I, it, I, I think I understand where you're getting, but I, I'd like you to like, I love that interruption. Yeah. Right? So right there, shifting from preaching into teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Different focus. Somebody wanted more information on that particular piece of whatever I was talking about that particular day. So, um, you know, knowing the speaking opportunity as well, uh, knowing, like you said, if you know the group and you know, hey, this is going to be a middle of the week Bible study or uh, a retreat during uh, the weekend, you might have an opportunity to preach, but then for a breakout time, you might abbreviate your preaching time 
so that the people who are there could have small group time to better engage with what you've said. So you have the uh, teaching as a sidecar sort of element to what you've been saying. Like, this goes and engages with what we were just talking about uh, or hearing about 20 minutes before. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot for us to kind of wrap this up for today. Um, And I do, I know this was kind of a technical, uh, maybe more practical toolkit kind of a session. Um, But I I do hope that it would be helpful. Even just thinking through, like kind of thinking through, maybe you've never asked yourself, am I more of a teacher or more of a preacher? What's my general approach? Am I more interactive? Am I more um, whatever? And and that that would help you just kind of think through and be aware of who you are, um, but also to be cognizant about what God might be calling you to uh, be working on in the future. So may this encourage you, and I pray that it would strengthen you as well as you go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.